Welcome to today's podcast by Preacher, as he provides sound teaching on the pure and undiluted truth of God's Word, with life application that inspires you to live a holy life pleasing to God. We pray that these teachings will inspire you to live out your faith daily with confidence, be assured of your salvation in Christ, and God's unconditional love for you. From the book of John, the 18th chapter... 33rd verse. And Pilate entered the praetorium again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you king of the Jews? And Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord? Or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered him, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priest have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingship is not of this world. If my kingship were of this world, my servant would fight that I might not be handed over to the Jews. But my kingship is not from the world. Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, What's truth? After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no crime in him, but you have a custom that I should release one man for you at the Passover. Will you have me release for you the king of the Jews? They cried out again, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Lord, help us to see that the uniqueness of Pilate is not something that is not unique today. Now, we've been talking the last few weeks about the Lord Jesus Christ, the things that happened to him the last days he was here upon the face of this earth as in the physical body and the people who were associated with him. Now, the only reason why we remember these people is simply because they were in contact with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what makes the difference, and that's what makes us come to the point even 2,000 years later to call to mind something of the importance of these people that surrounded the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I'll talk to you about the man who judged him. The trial of the Lord Jesus Christ was a spectacle of the highest rank. It was a mockery of justice to be sure, but nevertheless a man was tried and a man was condemned to die and did die because of that condemnation. The issues of that day were so tremendous and made such a profound impact upon man and the history of man in the world uh, that the history of man was altered at that time. And here's where we begin to count time seemingly again. And those who surrounded the Lord Jesus Christ, a picture of them, is that so bold and clear upon time? that we can look at it today and see them in a very clear and special way. It's as if the very sun pinpoints their flaws and their character and their personality as well as their good points. And we today can look and see it. It is clearly and even more so than it happened years ago. Look at this man who judged the Lord Jesus Christ. First thing I would call to your attention that he was a Roman. And in that day, that uh, was quite a thing. 
It would be like being an American citizen today. If you have traveled any in this world of ours, you know that there are those people in the world today, and it has been ever since this country's been in existence, or shortly thereafter, that would give everything that they possess in a worldly way if they could only be a citizen of this country of ours. Look at the great number of people that come into this country every year, and they walk away and leave all their worldly possessions, if need be, in order to become a citizen of this country. Pilate was a Roman, and a Roman citizen, and he was proud of it. He was an arrogant man, and a very cynical man, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. He was a proud man, as the scripture points out to us in many ways, and he looked at other people as being a lesser breed. In fact, he looked upon the Jewish people as being a little above the dogs, or maybe not quite that high on the social totem pole. He never really understood these people, and by and large, I doubt whether he even tried to understand them, because he hated them with a real passion. He never understood them. He could never understand why they would have one God and be so jealous of this God the way that they were while he being a Roman. He had many gods. And if he felt that he was in disfavor with one God, well, he'd choose him another and pray to him. But uh, this one God business, uh, he did not uh, understand it. He ruled the Jewish people not with love and compassion. Uh, we could say that he did try to use some justice in his ruling of the Jewish people for a while. But we can conclude quickly that he hated them, he hated himself, and he hated the position that he found himself in. And this man finally comes to the place where he had no God greater than himself. And whether you find that 2,000 years ago or whether you find that today, you will find a man that has grown cynical within this world in which we live. Because cynicism is born of having no further commitment to past your own soul. And beloved, we can almost predict what will happen and what did happen uh, when Pilate came in contact with the Lord Jesus Christ and the man of stature that the Lord Jesus Christ was, what would happen. It is always so, becomes baffled, confused, and he cannot believe in the goodness of man and cannot believe in the goodness within this world. Beloved, I run into people almost constantly who have uh, reached this place within their life, and they cannot believe in the goodness of the church. They cannot believe in the goodness of people. They look at their own hearts and soul and know full well there's nothing there that they can trust beyond what's expedient for the hour. And so why not be cynical about the whole situation of life? Here we see Pilate and the Lord Jesus Christ and a very clear and bold scene. Here Pilate is dressed in all of the regal robes of the Roman government that gave him the power to do what he was doing. And here the Lord Jesus Christ in our scripture has already been beaten once, been up all night and abused and mistreated. And there he stands before Pilate more dead than alive. And the two are in contact one with the other. And I am quite sure that Pilate would have welcomed the opportunity to have put any Jew to death if he could have found just cause to do so. But in this situation, it's a little bit different. Something that is not quite right. You know, you talk to people who reach the place of cynicism within life, become cynical, they're always superstitious. I've never found one that what wasn't superstitious. 
And Pilate is no exception. And so when we find him in this situation with the Lord Jesus Christ, he knows something is not quite right. It's not what it ought to be. Listen to the conversation between Jesus and this man. When he talked to the Lord Jesus Christ and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus asked Pilate, Well, is this something that you have arrived at? Has someone told you that? And Pilate says to him in a very cynical way, in a sarcastic way, Am I a Jew? And then Jesus goes on to tell him that those who will listen to what I've got to say will recognize it as being the truth. And Pilate comes back again. What is truth? And then Pilate asks Jesus where he is from. And Jesus refuses to answer him at this time. And Pilate says to him, Don't you know that I have power over you? Either to release you or to crucify you. And one of the most profound statements ever to fall from the lips of the Lord Jesus Christ, and do well for us all to hear it this morning, for what it really says fell from his lips when he answered Pilate at this time. He said, in effect, you would absolutely have no authority over me at all either to set me free or to crucify me unless my father gave it to you. You think about that. You think about that. Do you think that you are loose and cut loose here in this world without any strings connected between you and God? Do you think that it is by chance that these things come to you? Or do we have a God that is all-knowing and all-wise? Do we have a God that is so great and fantastic that he is conscious of you at this hour precisely where you are and what you're doing? That's what Jesus is actually saying, you see. Well, Pilate, you couldn't have any dealing with me unless, first of all, my Father put you in this position to do it. And you wonder why you were here. It might be good instead of you looking a chance to look up and to have a question about it to talk to God about it. Something was not quite right about the situation. And about that time to even to accentuate it more and to make it more difficult for Pilate, his wife sent him a message and said in effect to him, do not have anything to do with this man. I am greatly disturbed in my dreams about this man. Do not do anything to hurt him in essence, uh, came from his wife. And you can almost see the tension begin to even to build even more in Pontius Pilate. To the place of where you can see Pilate sweating under the situation. He was caught in an awful web of time. Now, beloved, you might think that this is just a singular situation. And in some aspects that is right. It is so. Because the Lord Jesus Christ only stood before Pilate one time within the period of time. But do you see something that must be clear to every one of us this morning? Here this man had this encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. It was not something that he asked for. It was not something that he sought. But it was something that came to him. As Jesus said that God had something to do with it. You may think you're in this place by chance or you're in the world by chance. You just happen to be here by chance this morning. 
It might be you think by chance you just happen to know something about the Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved, I would ask for you to reconsider this morning if you think life is really that way. It is not quite that simple. Now, maybe some hottentot on some South Pacific Islands somewhere has never heard of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you have. You may have not asked for it, but it was given to you. You didn't ask to be born in this time, this place, or be sent into the world and be here as a citizen, a part of this church. Not necessarily so, but you are. Do you see that today you stand precisely where Pilate stood long ago with an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ? An encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew makes it such a sad situation and has Pilate asking a question. You remember, as Matthew understood it, that when Pilate asked who would they have him to release, Barabbas or Jesus, they cried out for Barabbas and said, Crucify Christ. Before they cried out to crucify him, you remember Pilate asked the question, but then what shall I do with Jesus? What shall I do with Jesus? Beloved, that's the question. Do you know the question I have to deal with every day? That's it. But what will I do with Jesus today? That's the question. Beloved, if you do not realize that, you're about ready to make one of the most devil mistakes that you could ever possibly make. Jesus is not something way out there somewhere in a disconnected way, but something that is born of your spirit and your soul and your heart because you know him. We can look at Pilate and we can feel sorry for him in many ways. One way, because he didn't ask for what came before him. That was all tied up in the infinite wisdom of God. I can say you did not ask for what you have, but you've got it and you've got to deal with it. What shall I do then with Jesus? That's the question. Now let's take just a few moments to see how he tried to deal with that question. And let me rephrase the situation or redress it and look at it in this way as Pilate was tied up in this awesome struggle of life. Uh, when the Jews asked for the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ, he made a statement to them. And then you remember they cried out to him when he tried to turn Jesus loose and said he found no fault in him. But they said to Pilate, you are not Caesar's friend if you let this man go. Now the damage is done. They hit Pilate at the one place where he could not defend himself. He could have, but he didn't. Any more than you and I can. Unless we have something going for us more than Pilate had going for him. You see, when it comes to the place where right and justice is in question, and it's based up against what is expedient, expediency and security, expediency and security is going to win every time. When you have nothing deeper to commit yourself to than your own self and you have nothing going for you only what is tied up within you beloved I can tell you right now that if right means for me to be poor then I am going to sell out goodness in order that I might to have wealth if justice stands between me and security I'm going to be finished with justice and commit myself to security 
Do you see the simple problem that this man had of long ago? It's not a complicated situation at all. It's one and the same problem that you and I must deal with today. How much is our soul worth? How much is eternal life worth? How greatly are we committed to the Lord Jesus Christ? There are people that fall apart today just as this man was troubled in his being of long ago. Troubled over the very thing that he was troubled over of long ago. Decision was made. And in trying to make this decision, it made him a nervous wreck. Oh, how many of us go to bed nervous and wake up at night in a cold sweat. And the real contention is between what we know to be right and good and honorable and just and what is basically our security. And we want to make a decision for our security and our soul won't let us. And if you've ever had that type of a problem, and most of us have, you can appreciate the dilemma that Pot was in of long ago. Look at this man. How nervous he was. And notice how many times the scripture tells us he got up and went out and come in and sat down and stood up and talked to Jesus and went out to the people and came back. And before he cast the decision in the wrong direction, he made his nasty remarks but it's nowhere in between that this man could, could find himself. Oh, he was interested in justice, but not at his expense. He was interested in goodness, but not at his expense. He would not pay the price. And so he decided that though he could not find fault with the Lord Jesus Christ and even went so far to say so, but notice how he tried to excuse himself. He had a basin of water brought and he washed his hands and said, I have nothing to do with this situation. Well, wouldn't that be an easy way to do it? I remember the first church that I had. I remember one year at the Derby time, the Sunday after the Derby, that I found a $100 bill in the offering plate. Now, we were a new church, and, and our folks just didn't have that kind of money to give away. And just a $100 bill without any name attached to it in the offering plate. Well, it was a few days, but I finally found out, not trying to, it came to me that one of the people coming to the church had been to the race the Saturday before and had won quite a sum of money. And so he, to ease his conscience and bedding, he decided he'd give the church $100. Well, wouldn't it be easy if we could buy our conscience off like that? Washing our hands. Was it not one of the prophets of long ago that said, do you think it is pleasing to the Lord for you to bring all of these cows and bulls and heifers and offer them up on an altar and for your heart to be unclean? What does the Lord require of thee but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? You can offer up anything that you want to. But unless that you have a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ and your heart has been changed 
You can wash your hands until they disappear, and it will be of little good for you and for what you're trying to do. His method of dealing with the Lord Jesus Christ was not any good in that day, and it's not any good now, beloved. We can do those things we have no business doing, and we can try to be kind to someone. We can go back to church for a while until someone hurts our feelings, and then we'll cut out again. And it's as if we try to wash our hands and be rid of the responsibility that I have and you have with the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I've often wondered what Pilate's wife said to him when he came home at night. What did she say to him? Did she say, what did you do with the Christ? What happened to him? Oh, I told the people to take him that, and crucify him, that I would find no fault in him. Did you let them take him? Yes, I let them take him, and that's it. It's over with and done, and I don't want to hear any more about it. Now, that's that, and it'll be forgotten in just a little while. And most of the great body of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, where they were in worship session use the Apostle Creed suffered under Pontius Pilate 2,000 years and everybody knows that has made a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ that our blessed Savior and Lord suffered under Pontius Pilate Pilate it'll never be over it'll never be done because you have done something today as long as the world stands and there's one Christian that's alive and committed to the Lord Jesus Christ is going to know what happened under your leadership. Because not some great mysterious reason, a simple one, because he hadn't the courage to be responsible for what he knew to be good. Just as simple as that. When you look at Pilate, don't look for something mysterious that he was facing something that you were not facing. Beloved, there's not a time within our society that hasn't been a good religion talked. All of us can talk a good religion. Listen to us. Listen to the man on the street that's had some connection somewhere with a church and they can talk a good religion. I have people every week to tell me how to be a better person. And to be a, a better man within the church. And how to be a better administrator. But I don't see them here. We can talk a good religion. All we can. The problem is, I've been committed enough to abide by those words. Especially when it comes to the place where it might mean that I'm going to have to suffer the loss of something or suffer in some way because of it. I say that I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as the Savior of man. I say that I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior and Lord. That's beautiful. Now let's see you stand to and abide by. That's the acid test. Pilate was not saved because he saw Jesus 
being a person that was not guilty of what they were charging him with. Pilate was damned because he could not pay the price of what he saw to be good. And beloved, whether it happened 2,000 years ago or whether it happens today, it is the same thing, and we sell Christ out the same way. You may not like to think of yourself as being the person who judged him, but that's precisely what you do each day by the way you live. Simple problem. It's a simple problem. He simply could not abide and uphold the goodness that he saw. And I return to Mike again as I quote him. And when he asked, what does the Lord require of thee but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? Beloved, the day the Lord Jesus Christ does not require any more of you than that. But let me say to you with all the assurance and authorities of the scriptures that he requires that much of you and your existence and the quality of life and your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ depends upon not necessarily what you say, but how firmly you commit yourself to it daily. Oh, our Father, in this awesome position that we hold today, before thee and before one another, and in thy kingdom, help us, our Father, that we might be as firm in our spirit and in our commitment as we are, our words, for we ask it in the name of Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening. Hope you were blessed. We pray the Holy Spirit will make you a doer of His words, finishing the work He started in making you more like Christ for the transformation of this world and preparation for heaven.